I'm going to get hammered oh, if I don't eat something. Oh, will you stay <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit longer? Welcome to the Northern Outcast Outdoors podcast, The Outcast. Powered by ANF Custom Calls, veteran innovative products. All right, boys and squirrels. So I'm actually pretty pumped about this episode. I'm not going to lie. So this is episode <laughs> nine. Now Chucky's giving me eight. No, eight. That's eight. <laughs> oh, I thought you had a thumb there. Oh, Thumbs don't come as See what I did there? All right. I'm on my third whiskey here. So <laughs> episode eight. And we got Spencer from Off Grid Food Company. For those of you that don't know, they're out west and they make dehydrated meals, backpacking meals, but with like good stuff in them, like bison and quail and all kinds of fun stuff. Yes, sir. So if you kind of want to, I don't know, give us just the, uh, I keep saying this now because Chuck said it, the <laughs> thousand yard view of, uh, of Spencer from Off Grid and the company. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, well, first, thanks for, uh, having me on. Um, yeah, I'm out here in Washington State, where uh, we live and operate out of. I'm actually kind of a Midwest guy myself. I grew up in uh, Northwest Michigan, moved out here after high school, and yeah, just kind of always, always been into the outdoors and grew up hunting and fishing and in and out of commercial kitchens and restaurants and all that stuff. And um, my wife and I kind of bounced around a little bit, and then. Uh, had some children and ended up back out here where she's from in Bellingham, Washington. So pretty, uh, pretty typical roundabout story. And, uh, here we are. So, I mean, I've been buying kind of the- stuff from you for about two years now. Jeff, Jeff's our other member here. He's got some stuff too from you guys. And Sweet. Awesome. I, th- I think we actually found you guys from the full draw film tour or initially two yeah. years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. That would make sense. Very cool. Yeah, so that was, I mean, mostly elk hunting, but you were like a savage duck hunter. I mean, like big time waterfowl hunter out your way there. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, everything else kind of slows down and we're, you know, I hate to, hate to rub it in your guys' face, but we've got a very liberal season with liberal limits. So once all the big game stuff kind of dies down, which I kind of do mostly spend my time doing mostly archery stuff so come october through the end of january we kind of get into bird nerd mode and <laughs> pretty spoiled where we're at and we can kind of yeah just bounce out in the backyard I'm actually you guys are lucky i like that uh you had cocktails going i had some uh beers in the back of my truck from uh my sister-in-law's birthday party the other night so open one I am, uh, it's officially go. past noon i'm yeah, cracking right. one open here Fired Fired up. i am in my car but i'm not driving and then Listen, my it's almost five o'clock here you're good yeah you're yeah, way good man enough. you're in good right, company so, yeah we're good now <laughs> um but yeah man so we uh we kind of do a little bit of it all it's uh we're a small little two-man shop out here it's pretty much me and my right-hand man zach and um he uh is a big game killing freak and I kind of focus on the archery stuff and he does a lot more rifle. Um, he's a ex baseball stud and has a bad shoulder. So the archery stuff kind of gives him a rough time. Um, so it's kind of nice. We kind of split our time and then 
kind of reconvene back in the fall and start hammering birds and it's kind of a nice little routine so it's freaking awesome i know you guys have been kind of out of commission for a while with your dehydrator i was super pumped that you guys had like that little pre-order that you made available to everybody i went on there and snagged a couple more oh awesome awesome appreciate it yeah yeah no we're super excited we've got some some big changes coming up and all going to be good exciting changes so yeah we're kind of uh coming off of a little little hiatus after um some mechanical issues and you know everything just being weird last summer with the borders being closed we do a lot of we do a lot of work with uh outfitters across the border um so that was a pretty big uh brutal brutal spot to uh not have last year so yeah we had uh, all sorts of kind of setbacks and the biggest one being that freeze dryer kind of broke on us and it took a couple months to get fixed and and back up and going and we kind of realized that was not a uh a mistake or uh you know that was not something we could have happen again and be able to get through it <laughs> yeah with uh without having to you know make some serious reconsiderations so we just kind of decided on the front end of that, the first problem we had kind of took us for a little bit of a sidetrack. We didn't realize it was going to set us back that long. Um, so we just kind of reassessed and we got super lucky. There's a, there's a big freeze drying company in town here and they ended up buying our big freeze dryer. Um, so we didn't really have to deal with shipping that out or, or dealing with someone non-local. It kind of worked out all too perfectly. So we've got some big dehydrators that uh just got here to replace that thing and we are yeah getting ready to kind of re-release everything and get back where we were last spring so i mean i'm excited the, the one question I timing. jeff was actually asking <laughs> earlier too is uh when are you guys bringing back the three cheese mac with bison in it because that was by far our favorite one it sounds amazing oh my god good, good <laughs> question uh it is I kind of died with the freeze dryer as of now. But the good thing about that freeze dryer just going across town to a, there's a company that does a lot of like, um, the, the area we're from up here in Northwest Washington is really known for berry production. So they do freeze dried berries at like massive, massive scale. Their, uh, their freeze dryers hold like 3000 kilograms of food at a time or something like that. So. Is that like they a pretty insane a number? We're, we're stupid. Yeah, so. that's, that's a lot. No, it'd be like <laughs> a couple, it'd be like a couple big trailers full of berries that are getting Jeez, dried man. all at once. So wow. yeah, we kind of buddied up with them and we get all our freeze dried fruit from them for the oatmeals and stuff. Um, and they needed a new pilot like test unit. So our big commercial freeze dryer was a perfect test size for them. So. We kind of got talking with them. Hopefully, they are um, willing, and we're going to kind of work through trying to have them make sauces for us. So the mac and cheese is kind of gone for now, but we really want to try and find a way to not only bring the, the mac and cheese one back, but be able to have kind of those benefits of the freeze dryer um, as far as like being able to do more dairy and more fats and have more versatility with the kind of meals you can make in them. So they might actually start doing sauces for us, and then we'll do like a dehydrated base of like meat and veggies and rice or pasta or whatever that 
consists of, and then kind of have like a hybridized, dehydrated freeze dried meal. So it could come back. We got a lot of work to do on that. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see because everyone loves the snack and everyone loves the breakfast scramble. So if there's a way we could have those two, you know, portions of it still made in our commercial kitchen and then freeze dried in their facility across town, that'd be pretty cool. The breakfast scramble is the only one I think I, the breakfast scramble and the uh, stir fry are the only two I think I haven't tried from you guys. Oh, the breakfast scramble is my favorite. I, I went on to it's order it out every time. Yeah, I know. Every time me and, him, <laughs> me and Jeff saw it, we got on there and it was gone. We're like, Ugh. Yeah, that one was definitely my favorite. So that'll be a, that'll be a rough loss, but we're going to have a whole lot more meals and we won't be doing just the weekly batches. We'll actually have enough to just keep them in stock all the time. So it's, uh, like I said, nothing but, nothing but good changes coming for this spring. So we're pretty excited. So you know your way around a kitchen. You said that in kind of your intro, but how did, how did you get into freeze dried food? Well, that was, yeah, I mean, yeah, I grew up, uh, working in restaurants and my, my aunt owned a couple of restaurants and catering business when I was a kid. So I got, you know, pretty spoiled and, put to work pretty early as far as the kitchen side of things go. And then the freeze drying aspect was really, I always wanted to, I knew I wanted to make freeze dried products when we kind of decided we want to go after this backcountry food thing. And just because you can do like that, those cheeses, those fats, you know, some of that dairy stuff that really jacks up the calorie count as far as like a backcountry food product, and it just gives you some versatility. The end product lasts longer than a dehydrated product. So, you know, those freeze-dried meals will last like 30 years versus, you know, a year or so on a dehydrated meal. Not that we plan on anyone keeping our meals for like 30 years. Uh, most guys, you know, with us focusing on the hunting community, most of it gets consumed like that fall or or in the season or whatever. So, but that was kind of just, we wanted to do freeze dried kind of from the get go. Um, I had dehydrated my own stuff for a long time before we ever started off grid. And then we, before we ever launched the meals, we dehydrated a bunch of stuff just kind of on an R and D side and then decided to give the freeze drying a shot. So that was just kind of a, honestly a result of, how we wanted the end product in the backcountry food space to be. I had no experience <laughs> running freeze dryers <laughs> or doing any of that before this or really any like manufacturing experience. Uh, you know, I grew up working on in kitchens on the line and whatnot and then did a little bit of oil and gas stuff after, after uh, school and whatnot. And that kind of all shit to bed real fast and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did a little as you guys know out there in pennsylvania oh, um, yeah they shut the fracking down and there's yeah, yeah we were doing that uh, jobs Thanks yeah Wolf. for sure we yeah, were on the on the leasing gallon. side cool. of it like the, the land management side of that so our little business got shut down real fast as soon as all that stuff happened and then i was kind of guiding part-time before that and Kind of got heavier into guiding, and that's kind of where the whole off-grid idea, I guess, spawned from was spend a whole season out here in wet western Washington guiding, and <laughs> so you actually realized there wasn't a whole lot. 
It was. I haven't. I haven't in a in a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did some waterfowl guiding and then some, a little bit of big game guiding here too. Cool. And did some work for some outfitters in in college in Colorado, scouting and doing some pack work and stuff like that. So it's kind of always been been a little side hustle. Yeah. Some level, but. So most of the people listening to this are probably like out our way, like out east, and you're listening to this like, well, why do I give a shit about dehydrated meals? Dude, like when you're up at the camp, like if you hunt the way me and Jeff hunt, or all of us for that matter, I mean, we get back there like for days, like the whole day, like having this and it not being like giving you bubble guts by like, you know, 2 p.m., like having a hot <laughs> meal back there is like... Well, I was just looking too. There's 34 grams of protein in yeah, these. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. these are like Holy extremely... Shit. You know, high protein, like good calories, good fats, like not crazy, yeah. stupid stuff. But like, I, For I, sure. I bring these up my camp and it's like, instead of making a mess, we don't got running water in there. So it's like one less thing to clean. You eat it right out of the bag. I mean, these things have a place, you know, out our way. It's not just out west, you know, hiking in for seven days. Like yeah. we use yeah. the crap out of these out here. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not going crazy, like you are up to camp, just yeah. the, you know, think about rifle season up here. You stop and, you know, you might have to leave the woods to go get lunch where you could right. do these on the back of your tailgate. Yeah. I remember as a kid, we used to just fry up the water or boil up the water and, and put them in something and make some mm-hmm. meals right on yeah. the tailgate. Like I mean, th- at least that one now, day in archery. yeah, at least now you're getting something that's going to refuel you. I mean, especially when you go on walks with Boer here, I mean, you're, you're just, <laughs> you're asking for pain. Yeah. You know, he'll yeah. take you four <laughs> miles straight uphill the whole way and, and tell you, oh, this is the last hill. And then you just keep walking uphill and you're like, dude, I thought this was the last one. <laughs> I have to dangle a carrot in front of him when they come with me. Yeah, right. yeah no, yeah, uh, we try to make it useful for everybody, really. Yeah, the cool yeah. thing about yours is, too, it's like, I mean, we got a couple sitting out here, too, for on camera, but, I mean, like, you got bison and quail and, yeah. like, you know, good stuff in there, not mm-hmm. like, you know, th- these aren't like your run-of-the-mill You're not eating stuff. ramen noodles, right? you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting something, like, I-, I would rather eat bison than, you know, some strange, like, sodium. Yeah, for whatever. sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, for, you know, guys that are out east or, or not, you know, going on some big western excursion or, or whatever like we take we take the oatmeal all the time into the duck blind and eat those like halfway through the morning when you know shot a couple birds and it's kind of slowed down oh, the either bring fire. jet oil or put a thermos of water in your bag and we'll eat the we'll eat the oatmeals there or like even just like like you said if you're if you're packing around all day on a day hunt it's just nice to have something like lightweight and convenient that you know is going to like do the job. Like you said, it's not going to, it's not gas station food. It's not going to make yeah. you immediately want to run to, you know, find your perfect stump there in the woods yeah, while you're right. out it's there quick, trying to really do easy, something else. So yeah, we got the yeah. oatmeal sitting right here too. I mean, it's, it's delicious. Actually, this is the new packaging. I think my meals here are the old packaging because I remember you guys change that up a little bit, but the oatmeal's. The washing apple is my favorite for sure. I love that. Stuff. Ah, yes. And the good thing, that one was kind of a weird one that was in and out of stock all the time just because we had a hard time getting those. We're also from, there's also obviously Washington apple state. So we <laughs> can get really good local, good dehydrated apples, but they always run out of them real fast. So we have to like buy a big bulk order and then wait until like they harvest again. So we can really only buy them like this time of year and then they start running out. But with the big dehydrators, we'll be able to do all that stuff our own. So 
the uh, the Apple one will be coming back. That's yeah, awesome. I'm extremely right. jealous sitting here not having oh, tried any of these yet. Oh, we're yeah. going to cook a couple, actually, on, on camera here. I didn't say that at the beginning, but we got the little stove oh, up yeah. here. We're going to dial them up here. <laughs> you guys are getting hungry. I'm just thinking of how I can get these up in the tree with me, and I can set up a little platform and just cook these in the tree and never have to leave. <laughs> That's my plan for next year. <laughs> you know, it'll work. Um, maybe not as much with the dinners. But the oatmeal's will definitely if you've got a good thermos, it'll and like you pre warm that thing and then you put boiling water in there. Genius. I've definitely taken it taken it in my tree stand out here, blacktail hunting, and you don't have to mess with the stove or anything while you're up there. You just kinda slip it out of your pocket, pour your hot water in and then like zip it back up for a minute. But I usually don't I'm a morning kind of guy, so I don't usually don't sit that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spoiled. I get out and get in and get out. Like, yeah, I get, I get deer hunt, like I'm duck hunting. I'm like, oh, it's uh, 10.30. Okay. It's, uh, 10, uh, it's, it's breakfast time. No. <laughs> yeah, so, but then again, I got spots like right around my house and I don't have to drive like an hour and a half or whatever and, you know, want to commit the whole day. But if I, if I was doing that, it'd be super nice to not have to deal with a, a stove or be a bunch of loud, crinkly snacks that you're opening every five minutes and rustling yeah. around and digging through your bag for, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, whether it's whether you're out west or not, there's, you know, perks and conveniences of, of having the lightweight, high-quality food, um, really, for, for whatever you're doing, so. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's just like we said, the high protein, like if you're really out there getting after, especially in the off season, like in the summer when you're scouting and stuff and you're out there all day, like having that extra protein yeah. is like, I can tell a difference. Like my body doesn't hate me as much mm -hmm. at 6 PM yeah. and I'm like yeah. crawling back to the truck. This, is, this is the kind of stuff that we fall back on because I mean, we're, we're out there going miles and miles and miles, even just up in here, like Allegheny mountains. Oh yeah. And, or Allegheny national forest, I should say. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty tough terrain. I say. I mean, it's at, definitely at not points, the Rockies. But, I, mean, but... I mean, I mean, you you work your ass off, and man, people underestimate the East Coast. Yeah, I, I think so too. They really do. I grew up in the Midwest, and it's like there's there's hills, and I don't care. Like if you're going, I mean, yeah, you can go up a mountain for three miles out out here and never go downhill again. But most time out east, you're going up and down and up and down and up and down. Right. Might only be like 200 vertical feet, but you're probably doing like 15 miles. Right. Yeah. Mul you're, there's multiple hills. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Just yeah. After, so, you know, minus the, uh, minus the elevation, you can end up doing just as much physical work, really, yeah. at the end of the day. It might be a little different. But. Air quality, too. That, that's a, that's an ass kicker. I know that. Yeah, yeah. higher elevation. <laughs> out west, you you get yeah. That uh, is the equalizer. Woo. Yeah, you finally did make it out to Colorado last year. Yeah, yeah, we went to Colorado last year, and I'll tell you what, I wasn't ready for that. Man, it's it's brutal. We used to. I went to school, and uh, I finished school in Gunnison, Colorado, which is the town's at like seventy eight hundred feet. And man, when I was up there. I could just hike and hike and hike, and. Now out here, it's like, a, it's not, a, we don't even get that perk anymore because we're pretty much, you know, we're on the coast. So we're, I mean, my house here is sea level basically. And then, you know, when we get up on the top of our ridge lines, we're only at like 3,500 feet. Yeah. So we, we really don't get the whole 
elevation thing. So as far as that goes, we're kind of on, on par with you guys. So now when I go, I go to Idaho or Colorado or something like that, I get my ass kicked. Yeah, you, feel, you feel the lung burn. <laughs> oh yeah, it's brutal, man. It takes, takes a couple days to even begin to get used to it. Yeah, that's for sure. I know that humidity out in Washington, like where you guys are at, I have some family out there. They always like send pictures and it's like just permanently foggy it seems like you know and, and i know days out here where it's like super humid that will kick your ass too and i feel like you guys have mm-hmm. way more it's days a like in it's a face. different kind of kick your ass though yeah most definitely it's uh it's an interesting interesting place out here we actually just got got out of a little snowstorm it was kind of kind of nice to have a little little taste at home we actually had snow stick on the ground for about a week so we'll get We'll get a snowstorm here and there, but yeah, we'll get a snowstorm here and there, but it usually doesn't really stick around and stay. So yeah, we just kids were all, well, we've had snow here. on the ground now for what, like a month? That's actually <laughs> uh, one of the longest yeah. we've had snow on the ground yeah, in a while. Maybe this a month, maybe been, longer. This winter's been kind of brutal compared to the last. Yeah. Yeah. Since December, we've had snow on the ground pretty much. Which yeah. is okay. I mean, I don't mind it, but, yeah, but now the hunting season's done, I don't want it. Well, that's the thing, and like sheds are gonna start falling, and you can't see them in that stuff. Yeah. I mean, where we were at today, we were tromping through like five, six inches of snow in spots, and mm-hmm. it's got a solid block of ice on top. It ain't good for the animals, and yep. it definitely ain't good for my legs. I'll tell you that right now, because I worked my ass off today. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I need one of these in the worst way right now. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> so what's like? You got the... too much bird hunting out there for waterfowl. We got a couple friends that really go hard, but like our core group, we're, we never had like, our parents never were into that. So like, we were never like really around it growing up. We hunt turkeys heavy. I mean, that's like, it's also a funny thing. Like there's some groups that are like super uppity about it. You know what I mean? It's Mm kind of like skeet shooting around here is like a super uppity thing. And I don't, I'm not saying that the people that we know do it are, but. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, know, I know what you mean. I've never gotten into it. I I know. I mean, Tanner, you just, a little bit. I just started getting into it uh, this year. Actually, I went. This year was my third time going, and actually shot some geese this year. Which now that you get that flavor and that taste for for oh, actually getting some action, yeah. So now it like it got this new. <laughs> I got this new drive to, to crazy, keep going. Yeah. But uh, what sucks is like. Saturday, this Saturday is the, the end. So yeah, season's over. And I know guys around here that have literally just dropped everything, given up deer hunting and everything just to hunt. Yeah, there's a bunch. A lot of our seasons overlap. That's the trouble part. Like we're hardcore deer hunters. uh, I gotta keep the balance. Yeah. 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 We usually have, I got a bunch of buddies, obviously, that are big, big waterfowl guys out here. And everyone's always, you know, we get an early goose season in September, but I've never, I've never hunted it. Probably never will. Yeah, I got to keep my my big game seasons there, but I'm <laughs> doing right, the, yeah. I'm doing the exact opposite, man. We just uh, we just got. I mean, I I shot some turkeys as a as a kid back in Michigan, or whatever. You know, out of the backyard. We don't need to go into the details of those stories. Getting <laughs> 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 yelled at by my it's dad. Michigan, but, we uh, get it. Yeah, we got some. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, it explains a lot. <laughs> explains a lot, but. No, we never, you know, we didn't really, we had done some, like, I'd done a little couple, you know, a little bit of turkey hunting as a kid, you know, doing the ground blind thing and whatnot back home on the edge of fields and, you know, whatever. And uh, we just kind of got back into turkey hunting out here the last couple seasons, and it's, man, it's like mini elk hunting out here. That's you just kind of chase them up the hills, yeah, and yeah. it's, 
freaking blast, man. Yeah. It's so much fun. So we are, yeah, we're kind of getting getting excited for that to kick off out, out here again. Spencer, what subspecies are you chasing out there? What's up? What uh, subspecies are you chasing out there in Washington? Turkeys. Yeah, was it like Easterns, Merriams, Rios? Yeah, there's, we've got all three, but they've no kind shit. of been, if I remember correctly, they've been introduced kind of in different areas of the state. Mm-hmm. So there's, I want to say like the Rios are down by the Columbia on kind of like the southern part of the state. And then there's some Merriams and Easterns up kind of like where we go, kind of the northeast, eastern Eastern quadrant of the state. Yeah. We don't really have turkeys on the west side of the mountains. So gotcha. it's kind of, Washington's really kind of split down the, down the coast by the, you know, Cascade Mountains. And you know, we on the west side are super wet and green and lush. And right when you get over the mountains, it's, you know, rain shadow, dry, deserty. And then you kind of get past that over towards you know, the Idaho border, and it kind of starts getting a little more like mountainous Idaho kind of style, you know, pinion pines and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of cool, scrubby country. So there's some really cool terrain, and there's a lot of birds over here, and it's been it's been super fun. We don't really know what we're doing, and welcome to, to the club. <laughs> seem to find our yeah, seem to find our way chasing turkeys here and there. So it was like our our first, uh, I want to say, two years ago. I didn't go out much last spring just because all the COVID stuff had kicked off and they yeah. had a bunch of the public lands closed out here. So oh, wow. I don't know if they, they I don't know if that was the same. Land? Yeah. What, how yeah, they did. That? They had a how bunch bizarre. of, they fully closed fishing out here for a little while. Wow. Makes, uh, makes zero sense. That's crazy. I'd love to see the science sick, behind that move. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's just because they didn't have, uh, the personnel to like manage it and people were getting sick or that was their excuse or whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. Bunch yeah. of baloney. <laughs> sure. mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of baloney. Bunch uh, of baloney up in there. So last year we kind of, you know, you either had to like run over to, you know, the, uh, the free state of Idaho <laughs> to go have <laughs> your fun. Yeah. But at some, at one point, I think there was people even saying Idaho wasn't wanting you know this is like last april when everyone was all kind of like super sketched out about all this stuff idaho was even like looking for out-of-state plates and like saying people weren't supposed to travel and blah 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 so oh, idaho last shut year down was kind of tough license even... sales didn't they no they sold yeah, out they, they sold, sold, out. So, they sold yeah. out quick if like you like oh. had yeah and i think they did shut it down for a while so if you like yeah. had one you could go over there but you couldn't like Go over and a lot of states did that. Ohio did that. There's quite a bit of states that did that. That's what we were going to deer hunt, and they you couldn't buy a license. They should not buy a license. license. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, all that's kind of back to normal this year, and yeah, we're going to try and do some do some buddies over on the east side of the state. One of my good buddies is one of the owners of Pacific Calls, uh, Trevor Austin. So we're going to try and try and do some turkey hunting with. uh, Guys that actually know what they're doing this this spring. <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah, get a good uh, get a good learning learning session going. So that's, that's a good start. That's for sure. Yeah, the curve. <laughs> get somebody with, that knows what they're doing. That's what I did. Yeah, the curve <laughs> with turkeys is steeper than most animals. Like you know, any idiot can go out there and shoot a deer. It might not be the biggest deer, but you know, you could go out there and shoot a deer. But yeah. like, yeah, birds are. I mean, they're weird animals. They're it's, goofy. I, I've had weird, more weird turkey hunting stories than any other animal for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're 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 cool. Uh, they're cool critters. 
Yeah. The Easterns are a little bit more stubborn, too. They, when you get the Merriams and the Rios, they're more a little adapt to uh, come into calling and different things like that. They they like to talk a little bit more, and, and I can't wait to go out. We're going to we're gonna be out in Oklahoma this year to, to run after some Rios, and I can't wait, man. We've only ever hunted Easterns, everyone at yeah. this table. Yeah. Like, that's all we have from here to, you know, the the forever. middle. Of the, yeah, forever. Yeah, I was just going to ask but it's all Eastern. So no matter where you go around here, you're you're hunting Eastern, yeah, which yeah. is fun because I mean it's fun because they're aggressive. I mean they, they are they get, and they when they nuts. gobble in your face. I mean they they explode. Mm-hmm. You know the woods explode when they gobble, and it's it's a blast. But um, yeah. I, I want to see something different. We gotta mix it up. We gotta yeah. mix it up a little I want to see something different. Maybe Man. we'll go to Washington with Spencer and uh, <laughs> yeah. show him how to kill yeah, turkeys. Come on yeah. out! Yeah. <laughs> come on out! I'll take all the pointers I can get. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see about crossing <laughs> state lines with shotguns. We might have to figure we'll something figure out. out. We'll figure it out. We'll pass. fly. Got to carry on. <laughs> you just got to put a lock on it or something. I don't know. We'll figure well, it out. Well, you don't have to go. You know, if you did come out this way, you don't have to go as far as Seattle. So you Perfect. can uh, avoid. That'll work. <laughs> you can avoid that region altogether. We're north of there quite a ways, but, you know. Most Try to excellent. avoid that region at all costs. Yeah. I just want to see those giant, what, redwood <laughs> trees? Is that what they are? Is that what you got in Scott out there? Do you have any of those locally? Uh, we don't have big redwoods locally. We have some giant old-growth cedar trees and cool. Douglas firs and some really big western hemlocks. Um, but most of the most of the, the forestry stuff out here has been log, and it's mostly second growth, where we elk hunt is all second growth except for like we've got maybe like three patches of old growth and like a in the whole unit in the whole gaming unit and uh it's all yeah for the most part all been logged out here um and most of it now is in that like 30 30 to 40 years second growth phase so it's pretty cool there are some like obviously in the in the parks and kind of in the in some of those areas there's some uh big old growth patches that you can go like take the kids and go walk through and they're kind of more of like the touristy thing but yeah there are a couple patches where we where we elk hunt that you know it's big big giant like lord of the rings type trees and it looks crazy yeah it looks crazy it's it, it's giant trees and and thick thick underbrush and giant ferns and you know every now and then you'll see like the tips of some elk antlers like sticking six inches up above the bushes and you're down below there. It's like, where the hell are we? <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the most part, we just, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of big, thick, thick timber out here. Cause it all has been logged at some point. So, yeah. you know, the bottom, the, you know, our little, you know, drainage bottoms are thick and the timber's tight. It's, it's cool. It's cool country out here. Yeah. Well, sticking with elk hunting, I mean, it, from an Eastern's perspective, I mean, that's probably the, the first animal you might go out West and chase. And it, it kind of plays hand in hand with what you offer as your product here. So, I mean, what, what is your biggest customer base? Is it, the, is it the Western people that are out, you know, in the mountains that are spending all day out there that really need, you know, the high levels of protein and the, the high levels that your food offers? Is that like your biggest customer base? I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. And I mean, we, you know, I think see more sales here regionally in the Pacific Northwest just, just because of where, where we are. And we've got a lot of, a lot of friends that kind of help us out with some of the marketing stuff out here regionally and whatnot. But 
Yeah, I would say mostly it's mostly Western concentrated, but man, we send we send stuff all over the country and to some places you had you'd have no idea, and then you know, a guy will call and ask a question from you know Kentucky or something, and he's going to Alaska on a doll sheep hunt, and you're like, oh shit, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not expecting that. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's it's super cool. I mean, there's people all over the place that, you know, come from your guys' area and, you know, are either, you know, going a little bit further west and, and doing whitetail stuff in Missouri or whatever, or, you know, coming further east, further west and doing elk and mule deer. So, yeah, we, you know, send stuff all over the place. But I would say, you know, we've kind of focused on that. Like, I guess it, 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 you would ask us, like, our, our target target market even within, like, the hunting arena would probably be that backpacking crowd just because they're you know we were really trying to fill that gap in the packable backcountry food space so that was kind mm-hmm. of our what we kind of the, the gap we set out to fill so i'd say yeah we you know we kind of set out to really appeal to that backcountry hunter but also, it's like trail mix is trail mix. Everyone, everyone right. can benefit from good, healthy snacks. So, you know, whether you're sitting in the ground blind turkey hunting or sitting in your, your tree stand, whitetail hunting out east or wherever you're at, we just wanted to make good, good, clean foods that will keep you going when you're out there. Like I said, whether you're going up and down, you know, through the whitetail woods or you're going straight up the mountain trying to get up into the blueberry fields and chase bear out here or hauling decoy bag after decoy bag after decoy bag through knee-deep mud for all morning. You know, there's something you can do that, like, we'll get behind it all because we like to do it all, you know. So we want to make the products that can, yeah, they're focused for that backcountry guy. But at the end of the day, if they work for the backcountry guy who's packing in, bringing his camp with him, trying to shoot something back there and pack it all out. It works for him. It's probably going to work for you doing whatever you're doing. Oh, you absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So it's kind of like you build it for the top level need. And then, you know, depending on what you're doing between there, it, it, it should fill the gap for you. The so. one thing I do like about your stuff too, like compared to like a mountain house or like a peak, even they're, their bags are like, they take up a lot of space. Like your stuff's like pretty streamlined and the new packaging is even more streamlined than you know what I mean? Like, it's not this, like, big, huge thing. It's, like, this nice little, neat little thing. You yeah. put, like, a million in there, you know, compared to, like, two of theirs or, yeah. you know. Well, that stuff's really important to us. You know, it's, like, we we made and designed these products based off what we do and what we felt was needed in the products. So, it's, like, having convenient-sized packaging that is durable and does what it needs to and is also convenient size wise for your pack is important to us because that's what we need like not going to mention any other names but there's some other freeze-dried meal companies out there that bags like a freaking sheet of paper like it's like an 9 by 11 like it's like you could write an essay on that damn thing like (laughs) yeah you could draw your mat you could plot your course on that thing you know oh yeah it's like you know we don't i don't i don't want all that bulk in my bag personally you know before we started making all of our own stuff it's like i'd cut open I'd cut open Mountain House bags. I'll use them because everyone knows Mountain House. Everyone's yeah. eating Mountain House. Yeah. They're like, they're the originator, you know. Oh, yeah. Kudos to them. You know, we wouldn't be here without them. So, 
But I'd take those mountain house meals and I'd, I'd cut them open and I'd back seal those things. And then I'd just like shove those in my bag because they were 10 times smaller. Yeah. And then okay. I'd just keep a couple of the bags, you know, I'd keep one bag for every couple of days and they'd stay flat in my pack, don't take up any space. And I'd just use a bag as I needed to. So, you I know, can, the packaging, can... the size, we try to look at everything kind of like full spectrum. And, you know, we probably have a advantage compared to most people because we're taking it from firsthand experience and it's what we want in our packs. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, especially for us out here, we don't have like, you know, well, we do have, but like, we're not going to take a 50 liter bag to go for a long weekend, something like, you know, we got like a 20 liter bag or something. Like that's like one of the first things I noticed. I was like, Oh wow, these are like kind of small. It's nice. You know, something like that. I could put like 30 of these in my backpack right now. Yeah. No, I know. I really, we really like the, um, the size of the new oatmeal and trail mix bags. We're going to have to go back and rework those. I don't know if you guys experienced any of the, uh, we had pretty high failure rate with the tear notches on those. Really? So we had to, yeah, we had to sort through a whole bunch of them when we we'll let got you know those. Live if it a, bunch works of the, a bunch of the zippers didn't even want to reclose. And then, so we had to kind of like pick through and, find the good ones and they're sized really well but then when you rip them they kind of don't rip cleanly there's a bunch of plastic shreds so we're gonna try and find a new supplier to make that same size bag i think those might be getting three or four of the trail mixes in that i don't think i've had any trouble with that but then again the trail mix you're not really sealing up your you know Uh, like i said we've kind of we kind of tried to pick through the bad ones the best we could (laughs) and not send the ones that you know the zipper seal wouldn't work on out to you know (laughs) send those to you know some of our friends that we need them to try stuff for us or whatever so i know like if you think of mountain house and you you got like your chicken teriyaki and all that normal stuff and then you got yours like quail tacos and you know bison penne three cheese pasta how'd you guys like come up with the recipe and kind of separate yourself a little bit yeah it's you know a factor of me growing up in restaurants and liking to Cook, you know, hunting and cooking are kind of my two passions and two things I'm kind of good at. So this is really a combination of what I like to do. And then it's like it's another funny thing to me when we were kind of getting started doing this is like everything just kind of seemed the same. Everybody's got a chili. Everybody's got a you know chili mac. Everybody's got a chicken teriyaki. Everybody's got an Alfredo. It's like we wanted to just have stuff that was kind of a blend of not like fancy but a little more out of the ordinary as far as like flavor profiles and what we wanted to offer like the Thai green curry and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know just like like stuff that we wanted to offer products that were like approachable but still kind of had an elevated factor as far as like how they're made and you know, flavor and stuff like that to be a little bit different. It's like the, like you said, the quail tinga taco bowls, like it's pretty much like an enchilada bowl, but we home make all the, we make all those sauces in our kitchen and stuff like that. So it's, it's all just kind of super good flavorful stuff that we'd like to make at home. That was kind of a blend of like approachable, but a little beyond what's typically offered, you know, in the market. Like we do have a chili, because we feel like it was just kind of one of those things everybody everybody, everybody likes chili. hot chili at the end of the day. Yeah, everybody loves chili. Yeah, everybody, 
everybody makes one, you know, so it's like we kind of had to have that one product that you can kind of like do that compare and contrast thing too. So, yeah. you know, it's like our chili, we got like, we, we Traeger roast a bunch of the chili peppers that are in there and stuff. It's just like little stuff that we do uh, that we the little things. The little help things. Makes it stand apart. Yeah. And, you know, we are small enough where we can make our meals as like a cohesive dish and actually like build that flavor through the process of cooking it as like as a meal like you would at your house. And then it gets freeze dried or dehydrated. Whereas like some of the really, really massive companies, they kind of have to like freeze dry all this stuff separately and then combine it into a meal just based on how big they are and how they have to make their products to meet like safety requirements and all that stuff. So it's not that someone that's completely ignorant. We're we're small enough and we make our stuff in like a catering kitchen. It's not like a, it's not like a, you know, giant warehouse, warehouse. manufacturing stuff. So it's just completely different when you look at like us as a little direct consumer kind of craft food business versus like, Mountain House, who's in every big sporting goods store across the country. Yeah, like, right, they right. make so much food, it's crazy. Yeah. To someone that's like completely ignorant to like the process, what is like the difference between dehydrating and freeze drying? Because I know everybody out here has a dehydrator that they do the jerky cannon thing with. But like, what what is the difference yeah. between that and freeze drying? Mainly just in the physical process of the machines. You know, a dehydrator, like you said, everyone. You can easily go get one and make your own jerky or or make your own meals, and like we encourage you guys to do that too. You know, we're not we're not out here trying to say like we're not going to tell you how to go dehydrate your own meals because we want you to buy it from us. It's like, man, everyone, you know, there's like ten percent, maybe five percent of guys that make their own meals, and they still buy stuff from us to like fill in the gaps. So. It's like we're not we're doing we're only helping by helping people we're only helping us out too. But it's like the dehydrators they're just basically a heating element and fan, and it circulates the air until it dries it enough to where there's really no moisture left in it. So it's pretty it's a pretty simple like it's a basically air drying air drying on steroids because you have a little bit of heat and you've got fans moving that air and keeping it from getting stagnant and rebuild it back on the product. Uh, freeze dryer, like the one we had, it, you, you make your product, you put it on the trays and you slide it in there. It deep freezes it to like negative 90 Celsius. Holy shit. So super, super, <laughs> super cold. That was the degrees of it, our morning yeah. hot this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it starts, uh, it, it deep freezes it and then it puts it under a heavy vacuum and then the the trays that it's on are st- it starts to warm up, so all the so then it kind of it slowly starts to match as the heat ramps up. So does the the vacuum pressure. So what it does is it takes all that the the frozen water mo- molecules that are in that food. They're in a solid ice state. Normally ice would you know if you just let an ice cube sit out, it's going to go from ice to water and then it's going to evaporate. So it goes solid liquid gas. Well. In a freeze dryer, it just goes from solid straight to basically a gas form. So it skips the liquid phase. That's why it, it dries the product. So okay. it sublimates it under pressure. It makes that water content go from an ice crystal 
straight to a gas and then it refreezes it on a condenser unit below it. So basically moves all the water content from the food out of the food and then it rebuilds as ice on the condenser units inside the same chamber. So the biggest difference and what we found out and we kind of found out the hard way, which is why we're now going <laughs> for dehydrators, is that you have a very technical refrigeration system that gets down to negative 90 Celsius. I feel like we need and more then you have a vacuum pump. for this. Yeah, then you have a vacuum pump system that is required to like pull that moisture from the solid state into the gas phase. So it's like, if you have any little thing that goes wrong on that, it's like, what we, what we kind of realize is like, you can't call just like a normal electrician or a normal plumber to come look at this shit because (laughs) there's only like three companies that make these damn things. And we had to like try and get someone to come out and work on it. Well, it's middle of COVID. So the company like refused to send their employee on an airplane and then it took like three extra months to get the vacuum pump replaced because the factory had been shut down for two months. So there's this all, there's this all this stuff, but basically they're just way more, way more technically involved on the freeze drying side than on the dehydration side. So with your old system, you kind of had a waiting list. Like, you know, you got, you had guys weekly orders, like you were saying. Whenever you put your new system in, what are you expecting? Like, as far as you said, you're going to have some backlog. Like, are you going to, what's the supply going to look like? Are you going to have quite a bit to it's have looking, available? Yeah, it's looking really good. And, you know, that was one of the, the big, big determining factors of, okay, we're actually going to go dehydrated was just the scalability that we can get right away with the dehydrators versus the freeze dryers. Um, we should be able to keep up a whole lot more with the demand this summer. Last year was kind of like our pilot phase with that freeze dryer, so to say, where we didn't want to go buy three or four of those machines before we, you know, knew how they worked. And thank God we didn't. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, had a, they can't be cheap, you know, I'm sure. We had a problem. We had a problem with ours in the first, you know, six months of having it or whatever, but. Yeah, it's uh, one of those, um, that was one of the big, big factors that, you know, we went dehydrated for was just being able to make a whole lot more meals a lot faster and hopefully not have to do that batch system at all where, you know, we can only make, with the freezer, we can only make X amount of meals per week. Um, with the dehydrators, it looks like we'll have, you know, a whole lot more flexibility to grow and they're a lot cheaper if we needed to add machines we can do that pretty easily now it's like everything's just coming together way smoother and easier with the dehydrators than it did with the freeze dryer so yeah i know like you got a pretty cool following like i said hopefully they're just in stock yeah you know unless unless something (laughs) unforeseen happens which i guess you know we kind of expect that at some level now, but you know, it's not going to be like, Oh, well, they're, they're selling out in five minutes every time we put a <laughs> batch up on the website. Like it was, you know, last summer and it's kind of a product of we had to kind of get it out there and see what the demand was. And then demand for those ended up being way more than what we thought it was. We just physically couldn't keep up. So and then the machine broke. So kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like, well, we got to, I'm going to reassess this here. 
guys <laughs> figure out uh, what we need. Are you guys bringing the jerky back too? Because honestly, that was one of my low key favorites. Yeah, jerky. Yep, jerky's definitely coming back. It might even be something we're kind of waiting to hear back is if we can we can produce that in house or not with the bison that we use in the meals. I'm not going to dive into that super deep, but we're trying to get to that point where we can do our own jerky, um, which will be nice. And we just haven't been able to do that. Um, the last couple of years, we've kind of made some, some changes to our facility and have kind of taken over more of the space there. So we'll probably be able to do it now, which means we don't have to outsource that jerky and, and buy a million bags. It seems like at a time and then hustle to sell them before they expire. We'll be able to kind of shrink the batch size down on that significantly to kind of keep up with our regular program. So hopefully the jerky is coming back in the next couple of months. We're, if not, we're going to try and find a new, a new supplier to keep making our, our recipe like the company that was. They just, they got so behind with being shut down after COVID and whatnot. We haven't been yeah, able to. This year's been. Hell. We've got an order from like eight months ago that we still haven't done. <laughs> oh, this, this year's so, been, this this past year's been a been a tough one. So oh, it's been crazy. Yeah. So uh, do you foresee any other wild game species recipes coming up in the future? Like I would love to see like an elk or Ooh, a black tail or turkey, turkey or something. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like something wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's um. There's a couple of options we can that we've kind of been looking into. You can, um, you can say the, it. <laughs> well, the elk one, you know, it's like the elk one's sensitive because there's big, there's big disagreements with people. Of like basically, with there's someone else tried to put elk in their meals, and the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation came at him uh. and was like, "If you do this, we really don't support farmed elk practices really at all." Blah 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 blah. Like, Cabela serves it. elk. I mean, what what do you? Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. come on. There's weird stuff, but there is like we can do like the uh, there's some wild boar options we've been kind of looking at. There's no um, there's no shortage of those. Yeah, wild boar as up. well as like some there's like some really good high quality farmed fallow deer and uh-huh. some hmm. and antelope. Yeah, um, and I hear that's good meat. Now you're, yeah, I've never tried listen, it. I hear fowl. I think those are, the only, those are the only two I think that would be within the realm of like actually being able to do just based yeah. on like a yeah. price factor. You can get some really good quote unquote exotic meats mainly from Texas. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, they literally land. have everything. But <laughs> it's, a lot of it's super expensive. Like you can get black buck and stuff like that and We've we've gotten some of those samples and stuff from the company that we we work with down there that we get the quail from, and some of it's really 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 good. But I yeah, we just like I don't think anyone's gonna wanna like you're gonna pay you, you want to go pay for that in a restaurant, not in like a freeze dried bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? I see. I like, you see want to pay thirty bucks a pound for some like black buck meat that you have to like pour <laughs> boiling water into a bag for, you know what I mean? We're like I would cringe a little bit. I would cringe a little bit. Yeah, even, you know? I, I agree. I like agree. if we made something with like like if we made like a freeze dried filet mignon, we'd just be like, okay, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah. this is Listen, wrong. just from just from what's on the table right here, we got the the penne with the bison and the quail tacos. I'm 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 pretty jacked up to try it. So. Yeah, I'm pretty nice. excited. Awesome. I'm pretty excited. 
But I, I the mean, flavors, the flavors are just, I'm not yeah, bison it's just a bummer with the elk thing, dude, because think about it, like around here, it's, it's kind of tradition, like during season, you, you know, we save either the backstrap or the heart of the, the buck that we harvested the year before the deer, you know, and you eat that during season and you think mm-hmm. of it as like, Hey, it's a good luck charm. Like I yeah. ate last oh, year's yeah. buck, right? Now I'm going to go out and kill another one. It, like imagine being on the mountain chasing elk and you're eating elk at the same time that would be just just phenomenal right that just brings good vibes but i get it i'm not i'm just i'm just pulling your chain a little bit a lot of there's obviously there's a lot of backstory to it yeah i get it you know but i mean with all you gotta do what's right for absolutely business obviously with business conservation uh, and the cool thing is like you know if we were to go buy that farmed elk like it's it's farmed elk it's not probably from texas right you know it's not it's <laughs> not like elk where elk are supposed to be necessarily <laughs> yeah right. so it's like the the bison that the bison that we get are from south dakota and then that meat spends its entire life on it's like it's territory that it was intended to be on like it's natural range like right. those animals were meant to be in south dakota they're out there the whole time. It's giant free range pasture. And then, you know, the slaughter truck comes and they drive that sucker out into the field, you know, some dude gets out the back of his truck and shoots a big bison. And then they like slaughter it in the field. It's all USDA, you know, certified. But those, you know, those animals are on their home native range the entire time. It's really cool. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. That's, that's so out there. I really want to go look at the ranch and stuff because it'd be super cool. But yeah, that's one of the only, you know, one of the only species, domestic, wild, whatever that you can buy as like a consumer in the grocery store, and it most likely like spent the majority of its life on its native range. Now, you know, the ones the bison we get super high quality, and we've kind of made sure it's the cleanest, most cared for meat you can get. But yeah, it's all super cool because a lot of it, it's like it's it's from where it's intended to be, eating what it was meant to eat. Yeah, you know, growing well, up where it was supposed to. It's right. really cool. Well, if you get better at turkey hunting, then you could probably do a turkey recipe, right, Spencer? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, why don't you come out here with us one one? Uh, just take like a week and a half off. Come out here. We'll, we'll shoot some turkeys. <laughs> And we'll we'll yeah. just give you all oh, the man. turkey meat, and then you can you can make us some some good off grid meals. There you go. Oh yeah, I like to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what big hunts have you been on? Uh, did you go any big hunts in 2020, or you said it was pretty much COVID kind of? Man, not not nearly what we planned. Like I said, we um, I didn't do much turkey hunting because that was closed, and then we did some. You know, we're lucky we can we can bear hunt right in our backyard pretty much um in the mountains here so we did a little bit of bear hunting not as much as normal just because we were kind of getting ready for big works work season and then uh, our freeze dryer broke so i was kind of dealing with with that a lot of august and then um our elk season they had a lot of the a lot of what we hunt is like i was saying earlier timberlands logging country so they had a lot of that closed for fire danger, and then they had that closed for COVID too. So Crazy. didn't that do any. Yeah. We're not down. going there again. What yeah, about- I didn't. I, and I bought an archery tag, so I didn't. I didn't have uh, 
I didn't get a multi-season wow. tag this year just because whatever I was lazy and didn't apply. But yeah, um, that. so so I didn't elk hunt at all this year, and then did a little bit of deer hunting here and was kind of chasing one buck. Just you know, blacktail hunting in the in the lowlands here, sitting in my tree stand at my brother-in-law's. Never saw the buck I was looking for. Go figure. Um, but I actually got out and hunted a little bit, so that was nice. And then we kind of jumped right into uh, right into waterfall season, which we just get so spoiled with. They couldn't here. hold you back from that. So. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold back my elk. You ain't get my waterfowl, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they were. They, well, it's just like there's so much, you know, so much more of the waterfowl happens on private land. Yeah. They'd have a hard time, I think, like yeah. telling people no. Mm-hmm. But um, glad they didn't shut that down. So. What do you this got year, coming up? Yeah, so we're definitely um, we got turkeys coming up here soon. Oh, we're we're, we're creeping up on it. We're creeping, creeping up on it, baby. And then uh, our bear season opens up August first. No so, oh, shit. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We can huh. start chasing uh, chasing bears good. August first. Usually, you know, is the length the longer you wait the better it gets, you know, you get into mid September. Yeah. Bear hunting, bear hunting out here. gets really, really good. Are you baiting um, out there? Are you allowed to bait for bears? Uh, no, we are not allowed to bait for okay. bears. Awesome. So what's we like a typical the, bear hunt look like? Are you, you know, can you uh, do dogs or is it mostly just country? Stand? No, Washington's weird, man. No bait, no dogs. It's silly, stupid. <laughs> just like, um, a, it's just like a whitetail hunt just here. Like here. Just kind of hang bear out hunt. and yeah. scout. <laughs> It's the Scout same here. Your thing. Bears the same here too. You can't. Yeah, dog, but you, you know can't. we're we're lucky. We we got a lot of high country access real close to us. Like we're, you know, I can drive an hour east into the mountains, and we're in you know we're in the middle of the Cascades. So it's yeah, you know, we yeah, got those cool. classics. Start at the river bottom, hike straight, work your way up, up. the mountain. <laughs> yep, hike straight up through the thick shit until you get into the the berry fields and. Glass, glass, glass. Glass, glass, glass. Buddy, that's it. Stock action. That's that's pretty cool. Any, glass, any, uh, glass any, snacks, elk, man. any elk trips planned? Oh, yeah. Definitely getting uh, plenty of elk hunting in this year. Uh, we're going to do our typical Washington thing, which is yeah. kind of on the other end of the state from where I live. But Is it, is it a good population there, or is it kind of just it's depends really, on the area? Yeah, it really depends on the area. Like up uh, on the east side, we there's a lot of really big bulls on the east side, but it's managed completely different. Like it's yeah. it's it's, just, it's managed for trophy elk, so yeah, you that. can't really get uh, either sex over the counter tag east of the mountains here. You kind of got to do the draw you thing, do the draw phase, yeah. yeah. But then it sucks because it's like if you you know waste your you put in. Try to put in for a nice eastern side tag. I, I mean, I'm not from here, so I never really got into the Washington's draw system's really screwy. So there's I never a, there's really a, there's a bunch that are starting to get a little yeah. Wacky so I never us, uh... I never really like my kids are gonna draw tags here before I am. Yeah, but, right, right. So I gotta you ask... know because I didn't I didn't grow up building tags throughout my whole you know childhood out here. So it's like. My buddies that are all getting ready to like draw these goat tags and like all these yeah. cool elk tags out here. They've been, you know, their dad started putting them in when they're, you know, three or four. So now they've all got like 20 something points or whatever. That's right. Um, well, that's how like I listened to, uh, Corey Jacobson and he talks about it. I can't remember what exactly what state it was, but he, he's been putting in for 
however many years, but he'll never catch up to that point creep. Like he'll never get yeah, to that exactly. point where he'll yep. he'll draw a tag in a certain unit just due to that point creep. And yeah, it's funny. So yeah, Washington's Washington's really like not friendly in that regard for the draw. So we usually hunt the west side, which is mostly over the counter uh, the units. We hunt. Uh, there's a handful of them you can hunt either sex that are, you can, you can shoot a cow or mm-hmm. typically it's like a three point or better bull. Yeah. Um, so it's good. You know, we have really, honestly, have really shitty elk seasons out here. Um, the archery <laughs> season is like two weeks in September, um, where most That's Western it? states it's only get two the weeks? entire month. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Oh, so we nothing. get, we get like 14 days in September. Oh, it's just wow. like, it's like a good you know, okay. touch over, uh, touch over two weeks or whatever, 10, it's like 12 to 15 days usually. And so it's like 14 days in September. And then that's all we get early during the rut. And then it opens up for another like two and a half weeks at the end of November through like mid December. Is that like a rifle for, season then? No, for archery only. So oh, wow. okay. you cool. get like a late archery cool. season, which if, like we don't tag like out, if we don't tag, yeah, it's nice. Like if we don't, you know, and it, man, it would be nice to have the whole month of September because we could make right. more, we could make multiple trips down there, but we usually now just set it up to where we're down there for like the whole 10, 12 days or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's spend logging your, country. Spend your time and do your deed. And yeah. It's logging country. We drag, you know, it's not, everyone thinks we like, like not every hunt we do is like some big gnarly backpack hunt. Like we mm. drag trailers down there and set up a big ass camp. Hey, cook, might as well. If you can do it, might as well food, do you it. Know? Well, it's like down there in September, you know, Western Washington, it's like it's weather can be, there's spots you can go backpack hunt here on the West side, but for the most part, it's logging country. There's, there's roads every, you know, logging road every, you know, half mile, three quarters of a mile, wherever you're kind of at. So yeah. it's a lot of, you know, a lot of beating the roads and looking for rubs and listening to bugles and no doubt kind of waiting out the, waiting out the weather. Honestly, like, I mean, Elk hunting down here, it's like we wake Tough. up and it's it's pouring, pouring rain, like to the point where you can't, you couldn't hear a bugle fifty yards away. Yeah, no so that's how we hunt out here. So it's like, well, then you're glad you got a nice kind of comfy camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, listen, you bring all the you know, materials. I, I enjoy it. I day. enjoy and embrace the suck too. Like I like Absolutely. you know pushing it and being See, miserable. But embrace we'll do that the in the high country up here, bear hunting and deer hunting in October during rifle season. You know. Zach, who's my one full-time guy, he's he's kind of our he's our man. I hunt archery out here too because the weather's nicer. So it's like yeah, gets October out here, it gets na- it can get nasty up in the high country in a hurry. But Zach loves that shit, and he'll go up there for like eight or nine days in October, and he'll watch people get you know scared off the mountain, and he's up yeah. there and he'll embrace uh, he'll, the he'll suck. hunker down and yeah, yeah. he'll embrace yeah. the suck and hunker down. I'll do that stuff too, but yeah, no doubt. Uh, at some point, like on the yeah. coast where we elk hunt, it gets nice to like not just be beaten down all day for like three, right. four days in a row. And, right. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any out of state elk trips or any anything planned? Yeah, we're putting in, kind of getting all that stuff organized. Mm-hmm. Trying to plan for now. or trying to go to Montana. Yeah, yeah. Montana next year. Trying to do we'll the be in Colorado, so. There, so we'll be oh, in Colorado nice. awesome. this year again. Me, we went last year and, and was able elk to elk hunting or deer hunting. Elk hunting. Yep. 
Okay. Oh, you I'll do it yourself. Archery. 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 Yeah. We, we, okay, we went we'll out do, and uh, DIY. We just e-scouted the hell awesome. out of everything. and. Sweet. Well, uh, we'll have to, uh, we'll have a offline conversation. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> about some now Colorado stuff. We, we, we had a, uh, we had a really, really good, it, it took us six days to get one. So, oh, awesome. I mean, we, we ran into some, uh, some prime territory, I think. So, yeah, Sweet. this, this off, offline combo. Well, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that. Yeah, like I said, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. It's cool out there. Yeah, we yeah. lived out there for yeah, a while. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good because it's fun. And yep, we got, I've been elk hunting out there since I was a little kid. No doubt. We got a badass campsite, too. Sweet. Sweet. Well, yeah, definitely have to, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chit chat. We'll chit chat a little bit. Most definitely. <laughs> so but yeah, I think, you know, we might try, like I was saying, we only get two weeks in September. So we were even considering going, uh, probably gonna make some people mad, hopping the border and going down to Oregon. Hey, go, go torture too. them people. Go, go to do Portland it. and go hunting. Oh, yeah. Go get them. Go Man, get they them. Get, <laughs> they get, uh, Oregon, uh, they, they get, the, the localism is, you know, it's tough down there. Yeah. These guys, uh, are they those like uh, are those Roosevelts up there? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. on all all Roosevelts for as far as like Washington elk go. Yeah, which basically is delineated by I five, so the the freeway kind of runs along the the foothills of the Cascades. So if you've got a population of elk that's west of I five, it's most likely a you know pure Roosevelt population. And then on the east side, it's more it, on the east side of the state. They're they're Rocky Mountain elk, kind of classic western western elk. And then you know we do have what's called Cascade Roosevelts, which are kind of up in my backyard that I can't hunt because it's a draw unit. It's, um, a, it's a different breed. Sounds like Pennsylvania. We'll yeah, it's like kind of like a, probably. Yeah, it's like a it's it's literally a like a like hybrid between the two of like people you hear bench led bucks out here, which are like kind of a mix between blacktail and a mule deer, you know, or like the deer that have, you know, kind of span multiple environments. Um, right. But then you got those cascade Roosevelt's, which are kind of like the West side, West side of the mountains, high country, more, more in the foothills, mountainous terrain elk. Yeah. And they'll, they'll behave more like your, standard rocky mountain elk like they'll have a more defined migration route you know they'll have to they'll have to move more for food water cover than say your 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 true roosevelt which is coastal thick 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 you know aggressive thick you're you're hunting them you're looking for bugles you know because you can't you can't freaking see um so they're just, they're, they're different, but then, yeah, you, so you got the east side, you got Rockies, west side, you got the Roosevelt's, and then, like I said, where, where we are in the Cascades, I'm up by Mount Baker, so up here, we'll see them, we'll see them running around, you know, hiking and, and whatever, we go do some shed hunting up here with the kids and whatnot, and be driving around and bump herds, and there's some big, beautiful bulls that, you know, are the, that Cascade Roosevelt variety. But yeah, typically those Roosevelt that we're hunting are massive bodies, Typically smaller, smaller on the rack size, but yeah, they're they're just just tanks because they've got they've got food, they've got water, they've got cover. 
pretty much everywhere they go within like five feet, there's one of those three necessities that they need. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh this is a completely different, you know, it's kind of based on, uh, based on the terrain. You know, obviously I think those, those Roosevelt, they don't, they don't have to move as much seasonally. So their bodies get bigger. You know, they're working through that thick, thick underbrush where it was once logged and now it's all like scraggly undergrowth. And, you know, they, be surprised what those big ass animals can fit through sometimes. It's like they walk, it's like listen, they get through these little holes and they turn around, they walk backwards so their, their antlers don't catch. What? You know? Listen, listen, I in swear. Colorado, it was, it was like nothing but deadfall and like crazy. And we're walking and we're making a shit ton of noise, yeah. but we're watching these big ass elk, 800 pound elk walk like they're levitating. Oh, silent. It's yeah. just unbelievable. It's unbelievable how. <laughs> they can just well they're not wearing a size 12 boot you know that that's true too but i mean they got this they got uh, there's a lot of weight and a lot of mass to them fellas yeah, so it's, it's incredible it they're, is they're it's amazing incredible. how quiet they can it's amazing how quiet they really can be yeah yeah it's not for sure it's absolutely crazy Chucky but, yeah i think for us just uh montana and oregon are you guys uh you guys are are doing colorado again you guys got anything else on the on the docket, or we got some, is that pretty we much got it? some turkey stuff that's going to be going to be going and around, and and yep. other than that, I think for this year, I don't know. I, I for me, I'm just I'm I'm mostly I'm designated to Colorado this year. So yeah, we got Oklahoma <laughs> April for turkey, and then uh, that was sweet. West Virginia sweet. for sure. I'll yeah, be West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, we gotta have we gotta have multiple offline conversations, man. Yeah, yeah for all right. Sure. Yeah, for Oklahoma sure. too. I got my my whole dad's whole side of the family's from uh, oh, keep Oklahoma. Oh, shit. Got a bunch of fam- bunch of family there. Okay. We're about to lose Chucky. He just cracked open the penne. I think he's oh, about to go in deep here. He's about to stop breathing. Not, he got the <laughs> you he got can't the smell this through the microphone, but he's if you could stop breathing. Holy shit. Wow. How to get the Cholula Quell Tinga. This thing the is might another incredible. I gotta get Chuck, a bite. I've never had this before. I, I, we were I talking about Mountain today. House, and I said I don't. I don't give that to everybody. That's the special stock. So. Yeah, I did ask him. I was like, <laughs> "Is this the stuff you gave me the day we were hunting uh, whitetails all day, and you made me hike three miles straight uphill?" I gave you the jerky. You got wow, the look at that. He said, "No, I gave you the that shit." That looks like it's straight out of Mexico, bud. That's good stuff. I see corn. Oh, I see yeah. all kind of stuff. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good bite. Right Just there. take it. Uh, Can we? Like uh, I gotta let it cool oh, down. Oh, bud, listen. Is there? Is I get. An as, onion? I get about Pepper? as fired up for the littlest things and the biggest Not things, sure. and it don't matter. Well, it's probably so hot. Oh, look at it! Look at it! Look at it! Look at it! Wait till you see the video. You'll see his reaction. It's so good. It's so good. Did you? Did you embrace it? It's not that hot. It's okay. really good. You made it really face good. like your tongue was melting to the roof of your mouth. Yeah. No, that was just my first bite of food today. <laughs> you went in hot. You went in hot. And holy shit, man. Wow, I think that, we accidentally got I a little drunk I can smell it too. now. I can smell it I now. That smells straight from Mexico. I A++ love plus plus on the, the quail tinga tacos. That is unreal. Here you go, boys. Pass a it plus around. Plus. Have a bite. A++. Plus plus. It's a little warm. Right? Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever had a live tasting on a podcast before? <laughs> no, man. It's the first one. There we go. <laughs> First live taste test. I dig it. Oh, you got a big, big chunk of quail oh, on there. God. Oh, damn, bro. Don't drop <laughs> Don't none. Don't spill it. You got to eat that. You got to eat that off the floor. <laughs> Jeff's had it before. He knows what it's all about. Yeah, you in that case, give it back. <laughs> Bastards. I want some of that bison. So too. living in Washington and hunting in Washington, have you ever run into Cameron Haynes before? 
No, I have not. You know, he's, uh, like I said, you know, we, we might be dipping into the Oregon side of things, uh, things this year. So, you know, we, uh, Cam, if we end up in your honey hole, I'm sorry, but (laughs) we're not going to take it easy on (laughs) you. I see Aaron Snyder always, uh, always mentions you guys too. Like when he does his little Q and a things on Instagram, people ask about like the best food to take in. I mean, he's a pretty big name to be mentioning a company, especially, you know, oh, I think it yeah, speaks absolutely. volumes. He's, I, uh, he's I can understand why. Like I said, before we started yeah. this, I saw Clint Casper liked a lot of your posts and I'm like, if Clint Casper's giving it the okay, then I yeah. know, I know it's For a good sure. thing. Listen, I just took, yeah, I just yeah, took man. a bite. You know, Clint is uh, Clint is one of those guys that does not get nearly as much recognition as he should. No, no, he, he don't. He's he don't. a badass. Clint, dude. I feel like Clint I feel like that's what I feel like that's what he wants. So I feel like that's what yeah, he likes. Yeah, he's just, a hum- he's just a he's humble, just, quiet. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But like yeah, man, no, Clint's is. awesome. We send we send him a lot of food, and uh, there's you know there's some guys that have been pivotal in the in the testing department for us and. You know, Clint's, Clint and Aaron both, you know, Aaron's helped us out in, in many other ways. And he's helped me out since I was in school and in Colorado and hooking me up with packs and stuff like that. So That's we go awesome. back quite a ways. But yeah, those guys have been super helpful. And yeah, guys like Clint and Tony Treach that, you know, yeah, for sure. if you kind of in the, in, into, you know, what we're into, you'll kind of maybe recognize those voices, but just, you know, couple of the nicest most most humble guys you've you've ever met and tony is funny thing he's from where i grew up in michigan we're from the same hometown had no idea before i you know i knew who he was but i didn't know he was <laughs> so now every time i go back to my parents i go hang out with tony and we shoot bows in the driveway and shit it's awesome yeah, yeah. that's so awesome well listen I'm yeah, gonna, some I'm of those say guys this. have been awesome on the testing side and they're just they're they're absolute killers, those guys. Oh, yeah. And, oh, they yeah, they do bodies. a whole lot. Jesus. That's awesome to hear because they do a whole lot for us. And it's one of those things. It's like we just love supporting guys like that. And it's awesome to hear it come back around. And you guys yeah. are like, oh, we see Clint using it. And oh, yeah. Clint's yeah, using good. it. Then like, oh, yeah, we're down with it because that's, that's exactly what like. No, man, that makes us. That's that's dope. Yeah, well, we, I'll, we I'll tell you this. I'll too. tell you this. This September. Expect a big order from me because uh <laughs> well you better get it before September, <laughs> bud. Yeah. Well yeah, I put my order in now and I'll pay you then. <laughs> because that's that stuff is it's really good. That's something serious. Yeah, it's really oh, good. 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 Like it, it tastes it tastes like I just pulled it off the grill. I ain't even kidding. Yeah, I know that's deli- I love That's it. the goal, you know. It's like we Not like I said, kidding. we'd make our own we made our own stuff before for, for years before we, you know, started the, the business side of it, and it was like, why doesn't backcountry food, A, taste better? Oh, my God, it's amazing. A, on a base level, why doesn't it taste better? And why isn't it, like, why is it not made for what it's designed for? Right. You know, I'm not trying to, like, rip it anybody, but... No, but you bring you eat some of the stuff that's out there for a week, and you're going to feel it. And yeah. we wanted to just make good, clean food I feel like that that's you can what... rely on that tastes good. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's not a very... doesn't seem like a hard concept. <laughs> right, no, and I feel like, I feel like this stuff, as as it, it, separate, bag, it, it separates good. you from other brands too i might bring this home to my wife and say oh, dude, hey here's dinner it. look what i made you know what i mean and she yeah. would have no clue yeah i mean i, I mean came like, out of a bag. Like, but honestly me? like this separates you from everybody every brand that there is that i've tried i mean i haven't tried many, oh, good. But, 
No, that's that's what we that's what we like to hear, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate mean, like, it. This this stuff's like okay. I cooked in my kitchen. Can yeah. I? Com- uh, I oh my couldn't. God, I, I don't, me personally, I can't yes. compare to this. No. And no. I'm cooking. I'll cook in the kitchen. I'll do this. I'd lose. I'd lose. I honestly would lose. <laughs> so. Unless you take, uh, hey, unless it's, it's unless seen, you take man, like I said, I, I grew up like I grew up in a restaurant and yeah. a catering kitchen. And you have the upper hand. Tick, I got tricks up my sleeve that you know takes ten years of working in restaurants to to know. So it's like you can make food that's better than that because that is in a bag that you have to pour hot water over. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I I'm of the belief true. like you can only make it so good because it has to be rehydrated. It's in a bag. Like, you know, it'll only be so good, but we want to make it as like enjoyable as possible. Well, if it's if it's so good, like how you're saying, like it it, it can only be so good. Well, this is damn fucking good. I just ate it I, off I just, of I a said, garage I said the word, floor because uh, <laughs> it's that good. I it's think you're just good. drunk now. That's we that we accidentally got drunk. <laughs> no, no, it's that good. It's that good. Usually, yeah, I say the F word a lot more. Tanner's a little out there right now. Tanner, yeah, he got I'll little, be honest. He's a little bit hey, saucy, spacing hey, out. But hey, listen, um, I'll go to any extreme. He's not wrong. He's <laughs> not wrong. I mean, this food is absolutely incredible. I'm, I I'm glad the truth, we did the uh, truth live is what tasting. I speak. So we're we're getting about the end here. Does anybody guys have uh, closing comments before we get into the uh, close call here? I'll see you. I'll see you after the message. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you after the deal. <laughs> as far as uh, your I'm gold and silver BSing. memberships through the company, are you are you planning on like you know when you when you get the new system running, are you planning on keeping the same kind of gold silver memberships and all that? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep those there. We just wanted to like we realize we make the most expensive backcountry food product that you can buy. Mainly because we put good we put we put good clean ingredients in them and those those cost more than other ingredients. Yeah, um, absolutely. That, well that's the it. root of it, but we do we do realize like it is expensive. Um so you know, and we we realize there's there's a lot of guys that buy our food all the time and they're always posting about it and they're like that those like you know street level champions of the brand and like we want to we want to give something back to those guys that are like always buying stuff and always supporting stuff or maybe they're like a guy like tony treacher you know clint who They've booked out there, you know, they're working their ass off all year. Oh, yeah. And then come September, they're gone for 60 days. Yeah. You know, like down. those guys, literally, that, like they get it. The guys that like, the guys that get it and fully wholeheartedly like support us. And a lot, like I said, a lot of them are out there like being champions of the brand for oh, us yeah. and doing a lot of that marketing, which we just absolutely love and appreciate. We want to give something back for them. We're small enough where we can't just like offer that for free necessarily. So we want to just kind of come up with a way where it's like we can, we can provide some serious value to those guys that yeah. are going above and beyond the average customer, so to say. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure they like, appreciate the hell out of that. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a pretty, it's a pretty hefty discount. Well, I mean, if you yeah, think like, about it, when you're out there, I mean, you, well, you, I mean, rely, you rely on what what you got to eat. I mean, but think about it. Like yeah. these people don't this, have to lie about yeah. the product that you they open. Receive, a, you open a like, bag and you want you want something out of it. First and, bite. 
for this. Yeah, for sure. And and we, you know, and and not to disagree, like we think the the price is totally justified. And and look, if we can make them cheaper, we would. But we set out to make the highest quality product quality. that we could, and then we priced it accordingly afterwards to really kind of make it work. And honestly, I'm so glad that we did that because we're still here. Yeah. And there's yeah, been no, no, a no. handful of food companies that have like almost came out of the woodwork and like done really well. But there's been two or three of them in the last two or three years since we started that have disappeared. Yeah. So I'm really glad we didn't try to just come out and be like competitive on a price point with those big companies because it would have just annihilated us. Yeah. You, you can't do that either too. Like you said, you, yeah, I don't, I don't so feel like now, I'm getting ripped off when I when I pay for this. You know, when I yeah, open yeah, up, and I, I don't smell, you know, like, and we like like I said, we're we're the price I feel is totally totally worth it and justified yeah, in every yeah. aspect of the product, and that's my biased opinion. But that's um, well, so, yeah, we, we wanted to just offer it, something so. for well, get, no, that's awesome. We wanted to just you know we wanted to give the guys that are going above and beyond, you know, trying it here and there. Um, a little bit more benefit. So yeah, you get a, get a pretty good discount. Um, we're going to kind of start working in, did a couple big giveaways last year with some of the companies that we've worked with and partnered with. We did some like Vortex binos last year. We did a Kafaru backpack, which yeah, thanks Frank and Aaron for all the support. So there's some other cool stuff. We're going to kind of try and keep ramping up that membership program to kind of add little bits uh little bits and pieces to it here and there as we kind of get settled back into our rhythm after yeah, last summer it'll so be good. it'll be a good year this let year, me just say if i was out on the mountain for 10 days with nothing but off-grid food company bags i'd be eating better 10 times better there in those 10 days <laughs> than i, do I ever do <laughs> in my entire yeah. life here at yeah. home 100 i'm gonna 100%. start buying these just for dinner for me and my wife yeah. i mean like that's what's gonna be dinner like that's the easiest dinner i ever make when she's she's at work by the time she gets home it'll already be out of the bag she'll never she'll know no never know just get some tortillas for she'll her. think that's i became yeah she'll think tortillas. i became the greatest I, cook hey, on this planet i've done it man i've done it you take that you take the quail finger taco bowl or the no. bison fajita bowl and you make some quesadillas. Hey you, put that stuff in the, mm. you put that stuff in the middle of some tortillas and you fry them suckers up for the kids. Oh, they never know. Let's go. Never ending. Yeah. Never ending. Hey, Taco yeah. Tuesday. Take my money. Just take it. Yep. Just take it's yours. It. Just have it. I don't have much, but you can have it. It's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spencer, where can everybody find you? Where's Where's the best place to reach out? Where can we buy more of these? Where can everybody buy more of these? Yeah, like I said, we're mostly direct consumers, so the website's the best place for that, and it's just www.offgridfood.co. Pretty pretty easy to find if you Google Off Grid Food Company. Um, and then, yeah, kind of keep up on the happenings and all that stuff is mostly on Instagram, and we're just Off Grid Food Co. Pretty easy to again, pretty easy to find, and that's kind of I guess where we do most of major updates and stuff like that and then if you get on the website you can like we've got an emailer list and stuff like that kind of send some of that stuff out periodically but we tend to be uh like i said kind of so small and run and gun a lot of the times those uh fine details that some of the uh <laughs> larger 
more established companies do. We get uh, get set aside for us just making food and getting orders <laughs> set up the hey, door. Hey, just let it go, bud. Yeah. Just let it rip. Do what so, you got to do and do we're it. We're getting there, man. <laughs> you have anything else in closing kind of throw out there for everybody listening? All, you know, oh, I, 100-something I uh, people? <laughs> I don't think so, man. Appreciate you guys uh, having me on. It's been, uh, uh, appreciate listen, you coming. We'll, we'll, be in, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. We'll get things going. So everybody oh, yeah, listen. we got to talk Colorado, oh, we got to talk Oklahoma, oh, we got to... That happens in... I'm just going to stop recording, I'm not going to hear you You know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So everybody we listening, in touch. thank you for so. checking in. Make sure you guys check out Spencer and Off Grid Food Company. Make sure you guys give us a thumbs up, subscribe, do all that fancy stuff, and then uh, stay the course, right? Stay right. the course. Until the next time. Cool. All right, boys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks again.